Welcome to the Oscar Sarsosa podcast, the place where good news, media, and music collide with a different perspective. New Testament, John 17, 17. Take me there. Let's read it in the Amplified version, which I like because it gives you a little bit more explanation. But it says, sanctify them, purify them, consecrate, separate them for yourself, make them holy by what? By truth. Your word is truth. In the King James Version, it says, sanctify them by your word. Your word is truth. You know that in the New Testament, the water is the word. Now, what they used to do in the Old Testament, the wash the clothes and the garments, when you study God's word, and when you just fill yourself up with it daily, you're just washing yourself. You're washing yourself. You're sanctifying yourself. A lot of people used to tell me when I was your age, see, the Holy Spirit won't come on you, brother, until you sanctify yourself and of all your unpleasurable thoughts. (laughs) They used to tell me things like that. So I was scared. I said, dude, if I told him everything I thought, that I'm in hell already. <laughs> I'm hanging out with Satan and them dudes, you know, because I was in church thinking things that I wasn't supposed to be thinking. And they scared me. And I said, I'm not going to go to church for what? I can never, I can never live that way. But see, I didn't know that as a son of God, I was already living sanctified. I was already the righteousness of God. And I was also justified by him, which we'll go into that next week. But his word is the cleansing in my soul. is the cleansing of my life, of my thoughts. See, when you live in grace and you live in freedom, guys, you don't want to sin anymore. Because you understand that there's nothing greater than God's love. That's the water. Let's go to the oil. Take me to... The book of Hebrews, chapter 13, 11 and 12. And this is a very simple teaching, but it's a good, it's a powerful teaching. This is the New Testament version of the putting blood, (laughs) sprinkling blood on you to sanctify you. Look what Hebrews 11, chapter 13, verse 11. It says, for when the blood of animals is brought into the sanctuary by the high priest, As a sacrifice for sin, the victim's bodies are burned outside the limits of the camp. (laughs) That's that's, that's, that's tight. I like that. And it's referencing Leviticus 16.27. You see why I like the Amplified? It's a good study. Now, verse 12, look what it says. Therefore, Jesus also suffered and died outside the city's gates in order that he might purify and consecrate the people through the shedding of his own blood and set them apart as holy for God and for you scholar Bible people if you're ready to get into it his body was burnt too his body was burnt but anyways well, well that's, that's for the deeper guys you know the deeper people but look what it said in verse 11 it said that as in the Old Testament they used to shed blood and burnt sacrifice to be set apart for God now Jesus fulfilled that price for you So why do we still teach that we have to do things, that we have to prove ourselves, and that we have to do it when he's already done it for us? The water, the blood, and now let's teach the oil in the New Testament. 
the Old Testament reference said that they anointed them with oil so they'd be set apart. Take me to Titus chapter 3, verse 5. Titus 3, verse 5. Most of you never hear that book in church. You're like, Tito. No, he's not Puerto Rican. No, it's, it's a guy in the Bible. Titus. Titus 3, verse 5. Because <laughs> we study the whole Bible. We don't just, we read the whole Bible. It says, he saved us, not because of any works of righteousness. Last week's message, he didn't save us because of righteousness. Of our works, but because his, that we had done, but because his own pity and mercy. I like that. His own pity and mercy by the cleansing bath of the new birth, regeneration, and renewing of the Holy Spirit. There's the oil, is the Holy Spirit. So what we read in Exodus and we read in Leviticus, and by the way, those were only three verses. There's hundreds of them that you could find on the law where they did these things over and over again. But now in the New Testament, the word in the New Testament his work for us, that he was sacrificed and given for us. And now, not because of our works of righteousness, but because of basically his pity and mercy for us, because he loved us so much that he cleansed us, bathed us. He gave us a new birth. We regenerated the state of my existence and renewing of the Holy Spirit. Now, the water, the blood, and the oil are now just a part of me. So, I'm, I'm, I'm basically... I'm basically, I'm a water, walking blood, walking oil infested dude, you know? It's all on me. You ain't got to smear me on the head. I used to hate them places where they would mess up my hair with the oil. They pour it all over me, and it was slimy. Thank God I never went to the church with the blood, because there are some. They'll pour the sprinkle blood on you of animals, and you... You know, and then there's the ones that do the water stuff. You know, you ever seen it? Oh, sorry, my bad. I think this is not on video because then I get in trouble. I'm trying to, trying to do that. Where does it say that in the Bible? When I was dead in my nature, but now that I'm born again, now that I'm a son of God, I am separated. I am sanctified unto God. And I'm going to finish with this. Why does God use the water, the blood, and the oil? Why does he use it for? Acts. Let's go to my dude Paul, Apostle Paul, in Acts chapter 26, verse 14. And we're going to finish with this. The series is not over, this, but this was just, we were talking about this part. But Apostle Paul, basically what happened, chapter 26, this was him writing down, minding his own business, doing his pharisaical things that he used to do. He was a big dog in the Sanhedrin. You know, the Bible, the guys that knew the Bible, the Old Testament, they knew it by heart. If you're impressed by Pastor Ernie, he ain't got nothing on these dudes. I mean, these guys go from Genesis 1 to all the way to Malachi chapter 4, and they'll quote the whole thing and tell you exactly what it means. They, they knew the law. This guy used to teach the law. Verse 14, basically this was Paul on his horse. And it said, and when he had, and when we had all fallen to the ground, this is Paul speaking. I heard a voice in the Hebrew tongue saying to me, Saul, Saul, 
Why do you continue to persecute me, to harass and trouble me and molest me? It is dangerous and turns out badly for you to keep kicking against the goats, to keep offering vain and perilous resistance. I like that. That's deep. But basically he was saying, God was telling Saul, why are you trying to serve me the way you think that it is when you're supposed to serve me the way that I say, which is with rest and grace? Verse 15, let's continue reading there. It says, and I said, who are you, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. Verse 16, but arise and stand up on your feet. This is what I want to say to you tonight, and I am with this. What is the water, the blood, and the oil for? It's for this. So that you stand up on your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose, that I might appoint you to serve as my minister and to bear witness both to what you have seen of me and to what in which I will appear to you. Verse 17. Choosing you out, selecting you for myself, and delivering you from among this Jewish people and the Gentiles whom I am sending you. And you got a little reference verse there. Verse 18, last one we'll read. To open their eyes that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God so that they may thus receive forgiveness and release from their sins and a place and portion among those who are consecrated and purified by faith in me. And you can reference Isaiah 42, 7 and 16. So what is the water, the blood, and the oil for? Why is it that you're the righteousness of God? And why are you the sanctified people of God? For what? So that you can go basically minister to others. And do not what you see me do from up here, but to do it in your daily life. To do it in your daily relationships. To, to even leave church tonight and leave youth ministry, uh, service and to tell all your friends, Jesus loves you. That's all. Nah, dude, I don't want to go to church. I ain't saying to go to church. I'm just letting you know that Jesus loves you. Really? Okay. My wife and I, we, and, I and I'll give you a little tip. You know, we're, we're pretty good at making relationships and friends. Wish we had more time. But I was telling somebody this week, you know, I don't, I don't invite people to church. I don't. They just see the light in me. See, people follow me to church. I don't invite them. And that's how your youth group's going to grow. That's how your church is going to grow. That's how your business is going to grow. That's how your school career is going to grow. Everything, because you don't tell people to do things. They'll just follow you. And this is a practical tip. Stop trying to get people to church. And maybe buy them a Starbucks coffee or buy them a hamburger or something. Take them out for a meal. Let them, you know, give them a gift. Send them a text. Call them in the middle of the week around 9.30 a.m. when nobody calls anybody. And just tell them, hey, I was just thinking about you. You know, God loves you. And he's got a plan for you. Don't say nothing. Just hang out. <laughs> and if you do that, They'll be, <laughs> they might repent and everything. Lord, was that, you know, I'm kidding. But people are not concerned with what we know about the Bible. See, I know a lot about the Bible, but people don't care about that. They don't. They don't really care about that. They just care how much do I care about them. 
How much am I concerned with their daily issues, with their daily problems, with the things that they're going through? See, people don't know, don't care if you could quote Genesis 1 to Malachi chapter 4. They don't care about that stuff. Or if you could read from Mark, Matthew all the way to Revelation. They don't care about that. They just see it in you. See, my message tonight is, you're already holy. Don't try to be holy. You just are. Yeah, but, and then some of you might say, yeah, pastor, but if you see me, what I was doing yesterday, or I was thinking earlier today, I ain't holy. <laughs> I'm not holy. You are holy. You are sanctified, separated unto God. The problem is that you have to let that revelation turn that knowledge into your daily walk. See, that's why I don't judge people. I just love people. And basically, I just want to say tonight, don't tell people to follow you. Just show them how to follow you. That's it. You have every answer inside of you. I want you to leave tonight. I want you to this week and I want you to next week. This is your homework assignment. This is your only homework assignment for this week. Is, and I'm serious. I want to do this. If you hear my voice, I want you to do this. Starting tomorrow. And you can do it tonight. Just starting tomorrow. I want you to call at least one person. Now you got, we used to have to call or visit. <laughs> you guys now can tweet, poke, post, whatever you want to call it. I want you to somehow contact one person and ask them, is there anything that I could do for you? Or if you don't think that you could do for them something fit, you know, naturally because you don't have that much money because most people say, yeah, I need 100 bucks. You know, that's probably what they're going to say. I want you to at least give them one word of encouragement. Every day, one person. I want you to somehow contact them. If you're shy, text them. That's probably the most, the easiest way to do it. Text them, call them, leave them a voicemail. You know, call them at 3 in the morning when they don't pick up and leave them a voicemail. And just say, hey, I just want to tell you I love you. And I want to tell my best, my bestie, you know, you mean everything to me. I want to tell that guy that I can't stand or call him and say, hey, dude, man, I was just thinking about you. Give me a call. <laughs> you know, hang up. I want you every day, tomorrow, so Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, for seven days. I'm going to do it too. And my wife's going to do it too. And some of us, we might see it on the social network. I want you to write on someone's wall on purpose. I don't want you to invite them to church. Don't invite them to church. Don't worry about that. I don't want you to tell them how great Pastor Oscar is. And, man, he's good. He knows the word, bro. You got listeners. Dude. No, no, I don't. I want you to call them, contact them somehow. And tell them, because you're righteous, because you're sanctified, and you're justified, which we'll get into that pretty soon in the series, is I just got a lot to offer you, and it's God's love. So that's your only homework assignment. Don't worry. I'm not grading you. I'm not following you on Twitter and watching Luisito. Let me see if Luisito did it. No, I'm not going to do any of that. This is personal. This is personal. But let's do that as a group. Let's make that assignment. And I I guarantee you this. You might not see it next Friday. You might not see it this Sunday. You might not see it maybe even in a month or three months. But somewhere down the road, that person's going to tell you, you know what? There was that one time. Or you know what? You never gave up on me. You never stopped. And here I am because you just love me. Not because you invited me to church. There's a lot of churches. There's churches right by people's house. 
People don't want church. They want love. That's what they want. If you would like to learn more about this podcast, visit us at www.oncealiens.com. Be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast on iTunes, YouTube, or SoundCloud. This podcast has been brought to you by Once Aliens. We're never done. We're always believing. We're always creating. We get better every day.